I never heard of no Hardy Roy Palmer. You never heard of him because he never got a shot. Could take on any ten of you in a day. Any ten, any day. Nobody can take ten, man. Nobody. I got ten thousand dollars against your thousand. Says he could take on any ten Digstown men and walk away from everyone. How's about your hundred thousand dollars against my ten thousand? Hell yeah, why not? You got yourself a bet there, Sonny. It's time to light the lights. It's time to something, something, or something, something. I don't know. Hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of Fascinated with Films. What up? Back in the day, I could have sung that. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. I think they're doing something now, too. The Muppets. The Muppets are. I think always they're on like uh, that Wipeout show or something now. Really, which is like appropriate for them because that show is so. I can't watch it. Yeah, I can't. Life so, is way too short, and I have so little time to watch good stuff that I can't be watching Wipeout. If but. anybody watches Wipeout, go back <laughs> on Tubi and watch the original. It's called MXC. What? And oh my gosh, dude! MXC. Yeah. Look at you coming with the knowledge. I know, right? Like extremely pointless knowledge that has already left all our I'm heads. I'm so good still. at it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is good, though. <laughs> so how you been, man? Oh, bro! Trials and tribulations. Really, really. Do so, tell, tell. Uh, this is like your uh, your long couch. Just lay down. Yeah, right. And just tell get, the people what your problems are. Take Justin. your take a deep breath. <laughs> <sighs> Movies will fix it all. <laughs> so, um, y'all probably didn't notice because Paul's so good at editing. But during the last pod, we had to take a little break because I got my card broken down, and right. I was getting the call to find out how much it was going to be to fix it. And in total, it was 850 bucks, but it was fixed. So I went and I picked up the car. I don't like where the story's going. And I drove it home and then I drove it one other place. Um, I think it was to my girl's house. Yeah. And oh no, it was still at home. Came out the next day to start it. Didn't start again. Exact same thing was wrong. No, it was at my girl's house and it was on a Sunday. So there was nobody there to call or anything. So then I couldn't get in touch with them and I had to go to work. So it took like another two or three days to get it towed back over, get it fixed again. They pay for the towing. They, I made them pay yeah, for the yeah. towing. I would, they were like, I mean, that's bullshit. Yeah. They were like, Oh, just get it towed over. I was like, I'm not paying to get hey. it towed back over here. You hey, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Um, so I had it towed back over. It took like another day or two. Um, so like I was now in total, like without my car for like five days. What was the issue? Um, it was the that starter, they, but they, what well, did they, so throw up? the starter was like burning out. There's like a 10 amp fuse yeah. and it was just blowing this fuse. Oh, every time. Um, yeah. Like every three times yeah. they said they were like, Oh, we started it like 80 to a hundred times yeah. and nothing happened. <laughs> I started it three times <laughs> and it happened. Obviously you know? it has to sit a little bit. Right. Yeah. So get it towed back over there, raise a little bit of hell, but I wasn't an asshole about it. You know, I kept telling them, like, yeah, you don't want to burn bridges with mechanics. Yeah. And I was like, look, I'm in customer service. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to be an asshole. Yeah, I'm yeah. just really frustrated at this point. You I know, get that. so they fix it. I go and pick it up, take it home, drive it to work the next day, come out of work, go to start it. Fucking doesn't start. Uh, it's Friday. Now at, I'm angry, Justin. It, it's Friday after five o'clock. I go and call them and they've all left for the weekend. Uh, so I'm without my fucking car for the entire weekend, dude. I, Man, I'm telling you, dude, I called and 
fucking everybody. Dave. Dave will let you use that little car. Is well, I, luckily my girl let me use her oh, car okay, okay. Um, because you know we work together. So yeah, yeah, yeah. like makes sense. It works, you know. Um, but yeah, dude, I fucking so is it fixed? Fixed now? So I picked it up on Monday. <laughs> I can tell you right now, when you leave the house today, the, it's not gonna start. <laughs> so so this is the thing is. They told me, they said, we've tried everything. We can't figure out what it is. And they said, there's this one part that could be doing it. And I yeah. forget the name of the part because it's some obsolete thing that, you know, they even said like, I've been, uh, you're a millionaire. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and they said, we're going to try this and, you know, see if it doesn't uh, blow the fuse. So they did it. It works. They left me like. 10 fuses just in case it starts again because essentially all you have to oh, do yeah, drop new fuses. is just put a new fuse in. Yeah. But I'm like, like what this the is going to get old real Yeah, like quick. what the fuck? I paid Have you had to do it yet? Not yet. Okay. Fingers crossed. But you're ready. You got your fuses. I've got them in there a just pocket like pocket full of fuses. Pocket man. full of fuses. That's a great song. <laughs> I think it was Kryptonite, but I'm not sure. I got to go back. It's been a while since the 90s. Yeah. So uh so yeah. But I did see um, the Adam Sandler movie. Uh, oh, The Hustle. Hustle, yeah. Nice. What'd you think? Fucking good movie, dude. Man, I'm, it's really, it makes you pissed off that he did all the other shit he's done for years. It really no, does. I no. know he's got a fan base with it, and I don't, but I don't like them. And that's the, uh, those types of movies. The problem with, I think even if you like those types of movies, mm. the, the amount he puts out compared to the quality see, is really low. I also watched Pixels two nights ago. <laughs> I fucking love that movie. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing it's, it's probably horrible. not really uh, well regarded. Yeah, no, it's terrible. But I, but I love that yeah. movie. Like, well, I mean, I'm just we, an Adam Sandler fan. Yeah, you know? but you are uh, appreciative that he's doing like oh, some yeah, quality absolutely. stuff. I mean, he's got some acting chops. Yeah, and definitely. We didn't realize it. And there's a lot of comedians like that, you know? Yeah. We find out later that Robin Williams should have been doing dramatic shit his whole life. Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. I mean, a lot of them make that great kind of transition to that. I saw a bunch of movies. I almost need a like a little segment at the beginning of each of these pods, like Paul's movie nook or something. Yeah, don't don't be telling me that's the only sound effect you're getting. I didn't say anything about putting the sound effect in there, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I used to love like the you, you didn't get as much at. Block, maybe you did get it at Blockbuster, but I avoided Blockbuster back in the day. I love the mom and pop video stores. Yeah. Man, if I saw a mom and pop video store, I knew all of them in town. And anytime we visited someplace, I couldn't wait to do it. Yeah. And uh, I loved when you went to like uh, Karen suggests these movies. Right, you know, that yeah. one part of the wall yeah. where you're like, oh, shit. Uh, Harlan loves uh, loves Magnolia. I must love Magnolia. It's just a wall full of porn. <laughs> <laughs> but it, but it is interesting when you when you were to look at like they gave each of those like employees like three or four picks. Yeah. And with them, you could almost tell their movie taste. Yeah, you could tell that this guy is really into indie flicks because he picked a Kevin Smith movie and he picked like a, a Richard Linklater movie. And yeah. over here, this guy is picking uh, you know. 80s action. There was that place, Video for All, on video University. All. I know and the Rhino, Video Rhino video yeah. was a big one here in town. Yeah, there was one. I never rented videos here in Gainesville. So there was one there. on University Avenue, and it was just kind of like an obscure place to get movies oh. from. Um, Actually, that's wrong. I did rent from Hollywood Video when it was by the old cash and carry. Wait, was it like Video Rodeo? Was that the name of it? I thought it was Rhino. Oh, no, it is. Maybe it is Rodeo. Maybe that's what it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, no, 
know what I'm thinking when I say Rhino, but uh, yeah, I think it is Rodeo. Maybe we're both. It is Video wrong. Rodeo. They had some of my movies in there. Oh, yeah? That's what I liked about it, because they would carry indie filmmakers in town, and I had a whole section in there for Oh, them. that's awesome. I never went in there to visit it. Yeah. Uh, I should have. Oh, dude, you should have had a fucking picture of that. It was in a weird spot where you had to fucking just walk, be walking downtown. I yeah. I it was always yeah. there. But yeah, I loved it. So I, I loved those little sections, man. You got to know people. They even did like a Seinfeld episode. Remember where Elaine was specifically following one guy, and then he got like fired, and he's like, how am I going to know my picks? And she's yeah. like calling him up, asking him for his picks and yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was really funny. But yeah, I've been watching uh, a lot of random like uh, horror movies from like the last five years. Mm-hmm. I love horror movies. Horror movies is one of my favorite genres. I grew up with them. Yeah. And I was deep, deep in until probably about 2005, around when we were making movies. Yeah. I kind of got out of you them. You were like, you know what? I can do this. And then I was I still watching them, but they were going down to a, it. It was like a lot of the comedies at that time. You were like, uh, eh, they're ho-hum. Yeah. You know, they kind of they bail out at the ending or they don't try hard enough or the script's not good enough or the acting's... Uh, and they've been putting some quality stuff out lately and I've been uh, going back and uh, I've been listening to this one pod. If anyone... I'll pimp out their pod too. Uh, we'll See You in Hell. It's a mm-hmm. great horror fantasy movie kind of recap from movies oh, cool. they liked. And they do a lot of movies that I had and I hopefully we do this too with, with people. Uh, here is we mentioned movies... About that you might not be familiar with, and you can go back and check them out and everything. Yep. And that's totally how I've been doing it with these guys. So a couple of them that I watched uh, before, uh, and I'll mention a few of them here. Before the Devil Knows You're Dead is a very interesting movie. I, you've mentioned this a couple of times. This was one that I actually had to buy because I couldn't find out any streaming uh, services before. Mm. I don't think I mentioned it. You must be thinking of something else because I never had heard of it until I had... Uh, they had mentioned it. I wrote it down, and it's got Philip Seymour Hoffman in it, and he's dating uh, Marissa Torme, and Albert Finney, you know, mm. from uh, Big, Big Fish, Fish yeah. is is in it, and plays his father. And uh, Ethan Hawke plays Philip Seymour Hoffman's brother. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're a couple lowlifes, lowlifes that are like losers, and they're not making money, and they can't pay their bills, and it's just it's just a rough life for them. They're, their wives hate them. Their girlfriends hate them. They've been cheating on them, and the, the whole life's kind of shit. Mm. It's one of those types of situations. Fun. So the, which would made sense because they had to be put in a position to do what they were going to do. Their parents owned a jewelry shop, and they were like, oh, shit. Saturday morning, let's go in there. You—, you uh, just get one of those toy guns. Uh, that old woman who's 80 years old is going to be working on Sunday, and we're going to rob them. They'll get the insurance money. We'll get the money. Everything will turn out good. Oh. And guess what? It did not turn out good. It does not good. turn out well. I'll tell you just the, the very beginning of it, and I'll leave the rest for anyone who wants to check it out. Uh, so Ethan Hawke is kind of a uh, weak type guy and doesn't want to do it himself and is too scared so he hires a dumbass at a bar to go in there and he Mm. goes in there and it just happens to be the one day where ethan hawk's mother is working the show she normally wouldn't be there on sundays but the other woman had to go to a doctor's appointment and she said i'll fill in for you so when the, the guy's in there dealing with this woman we don't he doesn't know he doesn't know it's the mother and Someone reaches for a gun. Something oh. happens, and now you've got you and McGregor, uh, no, you and McGregor, uh, Ethan Hawke, sorry, yeah. and Philip Seymour Hoffman, directly causing their mother to get seriously injured, if not dead. Oh wow! And it's all unraveling. Wow! And it's it's a fascinating movie. That it's definitely good. It's, it's worth ch- checking out. So before the devil knows you're dead, unlike a couple of these other movies, you you really need to. Uh, 
that's a hard one to find. Unless you just want to rent it. I guess you could probably rent it for like two ninety nine. But mm-hmm. uh, so a couple of the other ones. Uh, there's a couple misses on here. I could mention <laughs> the Before I Wake. Have you seen that on Netflix? No. It's another creepy kid horror movie. Uh, Kate Bosworth, the mom. Uh, Thomas Jane's the dad, and huh. they they recently lost a kid, and they get this other kid. Uh, they decide to adopt another kid. This other adopt. Uh, this other kid that they're adopting has trouble kind of surrounding him. The movie opens with his previous, like, adopted father in the room with him with a gun, uh, Mm -hmm. wanting to shoot and murder him. Oh, wow. And you don't find out until early, uh, about 20 minutes in, that this kid's dreams are coming true when he goes to sleep. Oh, shit. Which which is fun when he's dreaming about butterflies and shit, yeah. which is how it starts. Winning the lottery. It, well, what's interesting is, uh, and it's, I think it's only he's only has these specific dreams. They don't really go into the vast world right. that they could have probably gone into, like yeah. this kid fighting all sorts of Godzilla. shit. Godzilla. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it was basically, he was obsessed with butterflies, and all his dreams started with butterflies. So Thomas Jane and Kate Bosworth are like, in the he's already in bed upstairs and yeah. they're like in the living room and these butterflies start coming in to the room and Thomas Jane catches one mm-hmm. and uh he he looks down and then he looks up and he sees the kid coming downstairs and when he looks down the butterfly's gone. Oh wow. So when he wakes up everything disappears. Oh wow. And then his dreams start having it's a good premise. Yeah. It starts out good, ends like shit. Yeah. It did not make on my uh, my list. So if you want to check out where it goes from there, I well, just I thought the uh, <laughs> I I didn't care for it, but uh, there's no. there's a lot of people that that thought it was decent. You know me, I like I, I I can't have I can't waste my time watching a movie with a shit ending. And that's it the problem with mad. some horror movies. Like, you really got to weed through the ones that are really really good. I'll tell you, I I mentioned this to you previously. Um, what is it? Uh, Don't breathe. Is that the name of it? Um, yeah, yeah. I still wanted to see the first one, the uh, the, uh, the podcast I was just talking about. They review it, and I skipped it because I know I need to go see the it. The second one. And you is, said the second one's is good too. Better. Oh, good. I think I'll yeah. definitely watch both of them. Yeah. Uh, another one I I actually just bought uh, because I heard that it was good. I saw it, like images of it on Twitter all over the place. My cousin had bought it, and he was like, "Did you hear about this? I heard it was great." And he actually liked it. And uh, me and the wife watched it. We did not care for it at all. It was called X. Have you heard of it? I haven't. It's EX or the no, letter just the X? letter X. Okay. And it's about a group of kids that go out to a uh, like a cabin uh, to do porn, mm. uh, to record porn, film mm. porn, and everything. Uh, decent premise, and then uh, there's a serial killer that starts killing everybody and everything. But it was just like, eh, I had seen it all. It was just ho hum. Yeah. And we're th- we're watching it. We were like, we don't care about uh, anything that's going on. We didn't care about any of the characters and everything. I just didn't think it hit as well as it could. But I mean, it's worth checking out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, those, that's Paul's movie note. All right. I'll, I'll see what I can watch before next <laughs> So let's get into our uh, our top 100 here list, man. Absolutely. I say I pick one for you, and then uh, we'll commit to talking about that bad boy, and then uh, you can do the same for me. Little uh, Friday favorites. So yeah, I was thinking, because I'm, I'm pretty sure I know what your top three are. Uh-huh. I definitely know what your your top one is. You don't have to, you, you, you can be straight-faced and poker-faced yeah. if you want, but I'm pretty goddamn sure <laughs> your, your first one is Last Dragon, yeah. and your second one's probably Jaws, right. and your third one is uh, probably T2, and then after that it kind of strays with I'm not sure which your favorite movies are. Yeah. I could, man, there's so, there's so many, I'd have to go back and watch previous episodes because I know which ones that, uh, that come up repeatedly with you but yeah. those are three big ones so i am curious 
for the confirmation of what number four is. Ooh. All right, let's see here. I just, I don't even need to look at this. Oh, you know I, it already. I, know I couldn't tell you what my is. fourth yeah, is. I, I know what my fourth looking. is, and it, it's fucking Digstown. Ah, oh, see, I, I, I love, love Digstown. Dude, it's so good. Digstown is really, really good. Yeah, we'll de- we'll we'll deep dive into that. We'll try not to re- ru- ruin the complete ending there, but the the lead up is is such a fun kind of jaunt through that it'll it'll be worth it. Yeah. If I wonder how many people know about Digstown, dude, I, I saw it in the theater. Um, I didn't see it in the. Th- theater i don't think i saw it in the theater yeah i saw it in the theater with my dad yeah it was um, one of the ones i rented well let, let's hold on yeah hold on. we're about to go too deep and we yeah. can't not be able to dig ourselves out yet yeah pick a number for me and we'll get mine locked down uh let's go 67 67 all right let me scroll down here oh let's see i get i get a bonus on oh, this I guy like this my 67 is Creep Show. Oh, hell which yeah. Which means dude. I get to talk to about four different things. Or is it five? All right, well, we'll work through it. Yeah. But I know it's four or five. Uh, oh, yeah, I love Creep Show, man. I'll talk about that one all day. Yeah. All right, let's go back to Digstown. Let's go back to you in the theater. So you uh, you saw it by yourself? Did you see it No, I saw it with my dad. Nice. Yeah. Um, dude, this is a great movie. Uh, I definitely remember renting it on uh, video and it being one of the movies. And there was a lot of movies in the 90s like this where I was just obsessed with showing everybody that movie because I thought it was so cool. And uh, this was one of the ones that you uh, you could watch somebody watch and just get just as shocked as you were yeah. the first time you watched it because yeah. there was a lot of twists and turns. In Absolutely. Movie, well, and so it was a con movie. Um, it was a boxing movie. and Comedy. A comedy for sure. For sure. Yep. Um, Sports. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, yeah. and also uh, it definitely crossed genres. gambling. Um, yeah, it was a big time gambling. Movie, yeah, man, and, and it was it was brilliantly cast too. Oh, absolutely, and there was a good couple of twists. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? That took you in different directions. Oh yeah, so, all through the end, all, all the way to the very very oh, end. So much fun, dude. Well, give us a little. Uh, uh, give us like a couple a lines synopsis of what you would say if you were describing to someone who didn't know what Digstown was. So James Woods and Oliver Blatt are trying to scam Bruce Dern um, with the help of Lewis Gossett Jr. And they basically set up like a prize fight that Lewis Gossett Jr. can beat 10 men in 24 hours. That was a brilliant synopsis. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> Could not have done that better myself. Yeah. That was so great. Yep, and, and it's one of those great log lines that you could they, they say in the industry too, you need to be able to explain your movie in an elevator ride. If you if you were to step into an elevator and there was a producer in there, yeah. you need to be able to explain your movie between that floor and the next floor until he gets out. Done. And concise. <laughs> Boom. Give me the money. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, how old is Lou Gossick Jr. in this movie? I know, movie? right? Yeah. Are you sure we can get Lou Gossick? I know. He, it, I mean he, it, he really was, good, and this was before James Woods was batshit crazy. Yeah, and I have no problem watching movies from these dumbasses in the past. I'm, I, I have a, I have problems with it in the present, but in the past, I gotta forgive it. I'm yeah. not gonna alienate what is probably one of Bruce Dern and Lou Gossett Jr.'s best movies. And, all, and I Oliver. mean Oliver Platt, dude, he's so good. He plays this role. A lot, a lot. But and, he's and so no one, good at it. No one is complaining about he that. He nails either. it every he's time. Like, uh, He's like T.J. Miller, you know? Yeah. Uh, T.J., you know what you're getting when you get yep. T.J. Miller. Yep. He, he is that guy, yep. and that's what you're casting. Yeah. I, not that Oliver Platt couldn't kind of branch out and do other stuff. I know he did a little bit more dramatic stuff in, like, the, the big C show and mm-hmm. everything. But when I think Oliver Platt, I think of him in this, and I think of him in Ice Harvest. Uh, 
he was. I don't remember him. In was that it one. Ice Harvest? Yeah, it was Ice Harvest. The uh, with that John was the Cusack? Christmas one with John Cusack, yeah. and he was drunk through the whole movie. Oh, it was really really funny. Yeah, was, then. Anytime you can have Oliver Platt drunk, and I mean the thing well is, is it. like it's actually pretty fucking believable. To sometimes I'm like, dude, I wonder if he's just fucking. Oh yeah, drunk. no, I think you he's know, just like, he's, and I've been watching him. I wonder if I saw him before Flatliners. Flatliners might have been like the first thing we actually saw him, and that was big. Yeah. Yeah, that was really God. That was a fucking Flatline good movie so too. Dead. Yeah, it's not on my top hundred, but it probably should be. I love him. Have you ever seen uh, Year One? Uh, yeah, I didn't Jack care for Ryan. Year One. It's not a great. I, movie. I like the stuff that was in the trailer, but that's where it kind of his character off to is me. just ridiculous in that. But um, also, he's in the firm, right? Or not the firm? Uh, the client. Was it the client? No, it's no, a few I, good men. It's no. a, come on. There's a what? Am We're I gonna thinking? pull Oliver Platt. Yeah, because there's a. Uh, uh, I know I know what you're talking about. He is in a... Uh, it's like a, a legal movie. Um, a Time to Kill. That's what it is. Matthew is, McConaughey is. and Samuel L. Jackson. Cool. Yeah, he's great in that. We also have the great uh, Heather Graham Absolutely. in this movie that I really, really liked. I've always liked Heather Graham. I was yeah. just thinking of her in uh, Twin Peaks. Did you ever watch Twin Peaks? You know, I never did. Man, Oliver uh, Platt is in that new show, The Bear. Have you heard about this? No. It's a, uh, I heard about it, it's on FX. Uh, a young chef from Fine Dining World returns to Chicago to run his family's sandwich shop. It looks really gritty and everything. It's one of those, you know, FX uh, shows always have that, like, really dark sheen to it. Yeah. And everything, and it's supposed to be really, really good. Huh. Uh, it's a comedy, but Oliver Platt's in that, too. So, yeah. Yeah, Heather Graham, Twin Peaks. I loved her in it. Yeah. Also, also Roller Girl. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, uh, Randall Tex Cobb. I love Randall Tex Cobb. My stepfather told me about him way back in the day. My uh, stepdad had seen him fight in like a bar. Oh, wow. In uh, like Michigan uh-huh. when he was like a teenager. Oh, wow. When he was like 19 or 20. He yeah. said it was a t- he was the toughest son of a bitch he ever seen in his life. I've and, seen like a 15 minute documentary on yeah. him about his fighting career and he stuff. He could have a full documentary on him. He, he lived yeah. the life, man. He's kind of was like the machete, you know, kind of yeah. like uh, Danny Trejo. Yeah. Before Danny Trejo, I think everyone knew. And, and he was in so much. We watched him in a lot growing oh, up. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I remember him in uh, Golden Child. Oh, yeah. Was a, was a big one. Uh, Raising uh, Arizona. Raising Arizona. That's Raising the one Arizona that, is That's really the one that thing. I remember seeing him in first off, uh, you know, on that bike. Yeah, that, that might have been the first movie I saw him in. But he did so many different cameos and stuff, I would have to look him up too. But he had done uh, so much stuff. I loved him in it. Yeah. Uh, who else? Who else is famous in this movie? Anyone else besides? I think we got them all. Bruce Dern, I've been a huge Bruce Dern for a, for a long time. My, I was always a fan, even at a younger age where it was probably too old for me, was the movie Black Sunday. Do you remember that? It was a terrorist mm. uh Bruce Dern was the terrorist, and he was going to take out a blimp over the Super Bowl. Oh, wow. And actually filmed it during the Cowboys-Miami Dolphins Super Bowl. Oh, wow. I don't wow. know how they were allowed in there, and they were able to do it in such a way where they worked worked the film in with the actual actors. But you got to see uh, Quint from Jaws was the guy, was the uh, like MI6 agent that was trying to hunt him down. Really? And they got shots of him running up and down the stairways trying to get the blimp to go out of there. And it was a great, great stuff with uh, Bruce Dern in it. That's cool. Uh, also, Silent Running. A lot of people don't real uh, remember Silent Running, yeah, I don't remember which that was one. Bruce Dern was in space 
It was like 1973 or something. Uh-huh. Uh, he's in space, and he's a tarot farmer, and they're, they're growing plants in space and everything. At the very beginning of the movie, him and everyone else gets recalled back to Earth. Uh-huh. And he loves it there. He's like a diehard hippie living the dream. Up there, he talks to the plants. He talks to his robot friends and everything. Yeah. And everyone's uh, they get recalled, and they were like, all right, you're getting recalled. Destroy everything and get back. Oh, no. And Bruce Dern is so upset because he's such a hippie yeah. that he kills the other astronauts oh, shit. and jettisons everything. And he's like, I'm staying. Oh, wow. <laughs> and the rest of the movie is just him up there with his robots. That's crazy. It's awesome, man. Oh, wow. It. And obviously the burps. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and also uh, Dwayne Davis, who he's the guy. Oh, from summer school? From summer school yeah, yeah. and also in Beetlejuice, he's yep. the one that says, Coach, I don't think we survived that crash, you know? How'd you guess? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, summer school, he's the one who got his zipper stuck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he was in the bathroom That was so time. funny. Yeah, he's he's always kind of a uh, had a uh, memorable face that yeah. you recognized back in the day. Absolutely. Yeah, they had a lot of good guys come in as kind of the townie... Um, the, the townie boxers, you know, yeah. who, who were... That was such a great premise. I forget. Um, we were talking about him because he was in something else that we watched. Uh, Buster. There was something... Was it They Live? No. What was Buster? It was something in? with it, Obsessed with the Obscure. Yeah. He wasn't... Um, oh, he was in uh, Maximum Overdrive. That's what it was. He was with yeah. Yardley Smith. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Um, yeah, I love... Let's talk... So... They're going to do a big con, yeah. basically. It's a beautiful setup. And and it's it's set up for a long time, like yeah. early, early on. But it starts with him getting out of prison. Yeah. You know, and they, they show uh, Randall Tex Cobb boxing, like bare-knuckle boxing yeah. in prison. You can tell he's a badass and yeah. everything. And he's friends with James Woods. And James Woods is getting out, and everything's going to be great. But they even hint at uh, at stuff that he's got working, you know. Yeah, well, so, and he's also, while Tex Cobb is fighting, James Woods is breaking somebody out of prison. Yeah. And they're paying him, like, $10,000. And so that's how they get most of the money for this scam, because... What happens like either that night or the the night after because James Woods ends up getting out and uh, what's his name uh, Tex Cobb, you know, tells him like, hey, please go see my dogs. Like he shows that he's yeah. like a real softy, but he's he's a fighter. You know what I mean? But you also heard they they put that information in your head that when James Woods like you're getting out in like a month or right. something yeah. like that, so you're gonna be home in no time. He's like, hey, but still do it for me. Right. We should mention Quato played the. Uh, Oh, the warden. Uh, the That's warden right. Too. Yeah. And I just saw him the other day. I watched a little of Twins. He was the assassin that was hunting down. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. Uh, them. yeah. I forgot about there was that. There's a lot of that old stuff. Um, and so either that night or the next night, whatever, um, Oliver Platt goes into the town called Digstown. Yep. Um, and he meets up with Buster, who I forget what his name is. Um, but he meets up with Buster and Buster introduces him to like the guys, yeah. you know, and they basically spend the whole night gambling and drinking and drinking. And in the beginning, like Oliver Platt tells these guys, like, listen, guys, you don't want me to gamble with you. And this I'm is when he was already sloshed. At least we thought he was sloshed because a little, we find out a little bit later that they actually put something in the drink to keep him from getting he, super drunk. Yeah, but he took some he, pills. Since he can uh, act so well, yeah. <laughs> he brought that to his character as well. And because he's playing like he, he's making an ass out of himself before he... 
almost to the point where these guys have to bet him because yeah. no one can play as well as they think he thinks he can being this slow. Right. But um, like you said, he, he told him from the get go. Yeah. And it's actually really funny there. Um, it comes down to where he's playing um, Bruce Dern's son in a game of pool mm-hmm. and they're playing for uh, Oliver Platt's truck or this new Corvette that Bruce Dern just got for yeah. his son. Um, and it's really funny. There's a scene where Oliver Platt is sitting in a chair and he's holding a pitcher of beer and it's a full pitcher mm-hmm. and they're doing like a countdown on the clock to see how fast the kid can sink the balls. Yeah. And like you see him take a sip and then it flashes to the kid and like seven seconds go by and he, they show him again and the pitcher is like almost completely gone. Yeah. And, uh, he says a line, he was like, wow, that was fast. And you can see the guy next to him is actually laughing because of how well Oliver Platt is is acting drunk in this movie. It's it's like a blooper that they just were like, no, just keep reeling because oh, it's so really great, good. So he ends up beating the kid. Bruce Dern finds out. Also, James Woods introduces himself to Bruce Dern at a boxing match. Making fun of his Mercedes. Yeah, and uh, and he loses a bet to him. And so Bruce Dern comes to straighten out the situation. An important moment that turns up later. Yeah, oh, yeah. But we won't get into yeah, that. We'll, we'll I, cut I, off I, yeah, exactly. I don't want to mention that. Yeah. Um, because, honestly, if you're listening to this and you have access to Find Digstown, Go find it. It literally I'll look is. Up on the, it's I, my fourth favorite movie of all time. I'll look up now, and I should be doing this like every week is checking that Just Watch app. Yeah. I can type it in and let you know if it's streaming anywhere. Oh, yeah. All right, go ahead. Um, and so Bruce Stern comes back, and he bets, he ropes Oliver Platt into like a $100,000 bet and um, basically tells him that like if he backs out. It's on Tubi. Is it? Okay, There's awesome. no excuse not to watch it. I'm people. telling you, it's Tubi so good. Tubi is free, and you don't. You can just add the app to your uh, whatever streaming service you use, and uh, you'll love it. Yeah. Um, And so the whole thing takes place because Oliver Platt insults Charles Makeham Diggs, who was this heavyweight boxer that was going to be champion of the world from this town called Diggstown. And he basically, like, got brain damaged and... He's a sore spot for the town, you know. You got something to say about Charles Makeham Diggs? Yeah, exactly. This guy, the yeah. sorriest. Uh, he was oh, a man. bum, you know. Oh, God. Yeah, it pissed everyone. It's like going to Fenway and uh, or the bar right outside of Fenway. And yeah. It's like, these fucking socks suck, yeah. don't yeah. they? <laughs> everyone just turns their head at the same yeah. time. Um, and but he knew it exactly what to do to push these motherfuckers' buttons. I'm telling you. And so he says that, um, you know, Honey Roy Palmer was the best boxer that never got a shot yeah. and that he could take any 10 men in a day. And so that's how they said. That's a great line. No man can take 10, man. No man. Yeah. You know? Like, <laughs> Such a quotable movie, It's too. so good, dude. Yeah, it really and, is. And so that's when, like, enter Bruce Dern, you know what I mean? And uh, he... he bets him you know and and oliver platt is drunk you know quote unquote and so he takes the bet well james woods is in the background because Mm -hmm. oliver platt doesn't have the money so james woods with the money that he's stacked up from getting people out of prison says oh i'll i'll spy you know i'll spot him or whatever it was such a good plant because bruce dern had that altercation with him earlier where they where they were kind of bitchy with each other and everything yeah so it looked like he was just backing this guy to get uh because he got pissed off at bruce dern getting him in a previous kind of altercation yeah so it was it was beautiful like if you could see this on paper of this is the the progression is great the scam we're doing it this way and every single action has a reason and has a 
is a puzzle piece in yeah. this thing. Like, without giving anything away, like when they're negotiating the terms of yeah. the bet, you know? Oh, so like, good, man. Any, you know, Every moment of this movie is really phenomenal. Yeah. But it really takes off. I mean, the hook was so good, man. I, I love it. I love how it was done, too, where he was like, I got $1,000. How about how about mirror 10000 uh, Against my 100000 100, Yeah. And they He's just like, keep yeah, upping each says, other. And he says, sure, why not? Yeah. And since he said that... Yeah. He said, "You got yourself a bet, Sonny. and yeah. now he's on the line for a hundred grand. Yeah. You know, um, and what's great is is that James Woods hasn't even talked to Lewis Gossett Jr. Yeah. about this. You know, and Lewis Gossett Jr. and James Woods don't get along. No, they whatsoever. used to be they used to be partners, and at one point, James Woods during a con threw the towel in and they, and Lewis Gossett Jr. mentions in the movie, he's like, you know, you gave up on me. You told me to act. I was acting my part, you know? And yeah. he was like, well, I, I thought he was going to kill you. you yeah, know? yeah. Um, but I love it. So he goes to visit Lewis Gossett Jr. to kind of rope him in and he does it really well. It's yeah. like total reverse psychology. Like I'm not here to do a con. What are you talking about a con? You got <laughs> something going on? I'll come over tonight. No yeah, business. Though. Exactly. Yeah. You know? Um, and so Lewis Gossett Jr. Can't sleep. So he gets on the phone, calls Oliver Platt, finds out what's going on, shows up to James Wood's hotel room. And he's so funny. He's like, you made a deal with Maroney or some, yeah, whatever yeah. his name is. And, you know, he's like, and you didn't even consult me. And he's like, you thought I was going to bail you out this time. Well, I'm not. Yeah. He's like, pick me up at eight. Yeah. <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> and, and then it's on, man. Yeah, and you dude. get to see some of the great compilation workout scenes. Yeah. And you're seeing him work out one way. And then you're seeing all 10 of the guys. And, they're, yeah. and, and it's so beautiful once you get to see how deep James Woods will go into conning people to get the list of the guys, yeah. to get what their faults are, to realize this guy this guy needs a lot of money, this guy loves women, yeah. this guy loves drugs, and, and he takes advantage of every little aspect of yeah, it. Yeah, they put something to make that one guy have to shit. Have to shit his pants. <laughs> and, man, it was brilliant, man. That yeah. last third of the movie oh, yeah. is just and, and, amazing. And not to get too Fractional, but the last third of that yeah. is is just like yeah yeah, yeah. what no Whoa, it's crazy know? it blows your mind you, yeah you think one thing is it's hard to call you know back when we watched it it was hard to uh, to figure out yeah the, the the calm before it happened I'm wondering if it's easier today I, I don't think it is I think it probably holds up really really well oh I watch it all the time yeah no I'm, <laughs> I'm just wondering uh. If, if anyone could see it coming. I don't think you could. Oh, no. No, I, I think they did a really, really great of job it. of hiding everything just perfectly well. So you, Because, yeah, there's a lot of spoils with this, and we're not going to ruin it I'll for you. I'll tell you, I love there's a part during the fight series where um, it might be like the third fight, something like that. Um, Louis Gossett Jr. is kind of getting his ass beat. You <laughs> talking know? about the motivation? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, they go in between rounds and James Woods is sitting there and he's like trying to motivate him. And he's like, listen, Roy, these guys are younger than you. They're faster than you. They're stronger than you. They haven't fought ten, uh, eight men already. Yeah. Right? He's like, but you've got something that they don't. And he goes, what's that? And he goes, you're black. <laughs> and he goes, what you know? And he's like, why would you say that? He's like, oh, I'm I'm trying to motivate you, you know. And he's like, it's like a roots type of thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're a shit at motivation. Yeah, <laughs> you're like you really got to work on that motivation uh -huh. thing. Like, oh uh, yeah, and you you left 
you left when this movie was over. You left the theater or you left the viewing happy as yeah. hell, man. And you I, were was, satisfied. There were some kind of fucked up things that happened, like in consequence to other things that happened. No, you know? James Wood should feel pretty bad about. What, I mean, I mean, you, you obviously know early on that uh, that the the bad guy's not going to lose. You just don't know how the good guy's going to win. Yeah, is basically what it is. Yeah, and you, but you don't realize how many kind of kind of moral issues he's willing to fucking do to make that happen yeah. too you know yeah and as a viewer by the end you don't care no yeah like, it's, <laughs> wait oh, hasn't man. people died ah come yeah, on yeah don't man. worry about that we'll figure <laughs> that out later we're all about the money here you know uh, can we give some to his family or <laughs> <laughs> yeah i, I mean uh, it's yeah, just fantastic it, man it's such a good fucking movie like, like i said when i when i initially saw it i bought it on vhs yeah. and i would watch it with as many people that i could get to watch it yeah and uh it's it's one of those movies that everyone likes yeah every time you come across somebody someone's you never hear anyone like nah i didn't care for dick's town no i'm dude oh, I, seriously it's, it's fun it's got sports action you know um there's a little bit of romance in there it's a little bit of revenge i, I hate to say it's not on my top 100 because i love it so much it almost makes me want to reevaluate my list but you uh, should uh, there's <laughs> several of those with you guys come every week with some picks that i'm like in, in talking about them once you start talking about them but then you look at your list and you're like all right what are you gonna take off where are you gonna put it yeah. you can't take it off man i i tried to move a before we get to mine here i tried to i got a uh a new blu-ray the other day uh i heard the blu-ray was actually better than the 4k version of this movie so i ended up buying it uh-huh. because uh some 4k movies that they, they'll go crazy with the scrubbing process and they get rid of all the grain and uh-huh. it looks like uh, Too, it'll yeah. look like you're watching reality tv at some point yeah and you want like a good kind of mix with there that's why some companies do it really well and i do my research before i buy them but this movie is one of my favorite modern horror movies, and I really want to work it in my top 100, but I cannot take anything off. And so it, it might be my 101, 102 oh, yeah. pick is uh, The Witch. I love it so much, dude. I couldn't I just do got it. the Blu-ray for it. It was too it, slow for me. It's definitely slow. Yeah. It's definitely slow. But the payoff at the end in that last third of the movie, ah, oh, so good. Did yeah. you make it to the end? No. Oh, no. So good. I, I, it, so good. And I love Ella. Uh, she's probably my favorite actress right now is Anna Taylor-Joy. Mm-hmm. I love her in like everything she's in to the point where I think I will see every movie she's in as long as she's staying away from romantic comedies, yeah. which it seems like she is. She was the girl from Queen's Gambit. She was in Last Night at Soho, which you should definitely check out. I think that's on Redbox. Yeah. It's a time travel movie, man. You got to watch right. that, man. Yeah. It's really good. Uh, and it's a mystery movie, but she's amazing in it. Uh, she was in The New Mutants. Uh, what else was she in recently? Oh, she was in Split. She had dark hair in there. She usually has blonde. She was the main huh. girl that was kidnapped and split, and then she came back for in glass. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, cool. they showed her. She was the one that was just trying to get out of the room. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, check a witch if you haven't seen it. Not on the top hundred though. But there is another horror movie. <laughs> All right, Creep Show, man. I love yeah. Creep Show. I've loved it my entire life. I loved it before I saw it uh, because I had the uh, the graphic novel for it. Oh, cool. The guy looked at the graphic novel, and it was it was drawn by the great late Bernie Wrightson, who I actually have my original 1984, uh, not mine from back then, but I, I reacquired it later in life. A uh, the 1984 graphic novel for Creepshow, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. It's, it takes you right through the movie, and it's beautifully uh, drawn by Bernie Wrightson. I that's met awesome. Bernie Wrightson at a con before he died. Oh, cool. and got him to sign it. And, oh wow, uh, yeah, that's talked to him a little bit about it uh, and everything, and uh, I. I remember my mom telling him because my mom kn- knew 
growing up that I had a problem with uh, werewolf movies or anybody changing into stuff. Right. And I remember her watching Creep Show and me being and hearing the music from the other room and it sounded so creepy. And she's like, "You can't come in here." Uh, She's like, uh, and it was on the Jody Verrill one, which is probably the one that I would have the least problem with. That's the one where Stephen King is growing all the grass over yeah. him. But she thought because it was kind of werewolfish, he keeps getting grass on us, that yeah. I might have a problem with it. Meteor I, I was, shit. I mean, I was 84, it came out. They were probably watching it in uh, 85, so I probably would have been nine or something. It, I was probably old enough to have uh, been able to deal with the, the green creature at that point. Because I, it wasn't long after that that I did see this movie. I don't know how I don't remember the very first time I saw it, but my God, man, it made such an impact on me. The directed by the great George Romero, many people know him as the king of the zombies. He created the zombies, the Night of Living Dead, Land of the Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead. I think there was another one, Survival of the Dead. I think he did too. And he branched off and did a couple other movies, like he did The Dark Half, that uh, that Bruiser movie he did. But, man, Creepshow, nothing can be compared to him. A lot of people talk about, and myself included, Frank Darabont being the best adapter of any of the material. He, he adapted The Mist. Mm-hmm. He did um, Green Mile. I think he did one more, too. But people often forget how great of an adaption Creepshow was to that mm. graphic novel. It's exactly like the graphic novel. Oh, yeah, I it bet. Is, it is awesome. Isn't it also, isn't the kid, like, reading the... Yeah, that's Joe Hill. That's... Stephen King's son. Oh, really? You know that black phone that's in the uh, uh, the black phone that's in the oh, theater yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. wrote that. Oh no, Joe shit. Hill. Uh, wow. So that's Stephen King's little kid playing the kid at the beginning of the movie, opposite Tom Atkins from yeah. *Lethal Weapon* and uh, *Halloween 3*. And they find his dad finds the uh, the comic book. I don't want you reading this crap, zombies yeah. and shit like that. And yeah. He throws it out, and his, uh, then he ends up getting his dad with the uh, the zombie pins later on. Oh, uh, that's and, right. Yeah. The um. Uh, Oh, what is it? In number uh, two, in number two, they got the guy to eat the apple with the razor blades in it that fucked his throat up. I love number two also, but yeah. nothing compared to number one. So basically, what we're dealing with is you have—I'm pretty sure it's five vignettes. So let me see if I can count them. The, uh, you have the over uh, the thread that kind of runs them all together as that storyline about the uh, the kid with the comic book and the right. dad throwing it out. Isn't it also animated though? Between sequences. Yeah. It is. So it starts with the kid getting his comic book thrown out. It right. goes to animation. Right. And then it slowly fades into the very first episode, which is the Father's Day one, uh, which is weird. I just watched this like a week or two weeks ago uh, because I watched it on Father's I Day. I it was the box. No, Father's Day started it. So it went into the Father's Day one. And after Father's Day, it went into Jody Verrill, mm-hmm. uh, the Stephen King one. I'll, I'll touch on each of these afterwards. After the Jody Verrill one, it goes into the Beach one with mm-hmm. Ted Danson and uh, yeah. Leslie Nielsen. Yeah. Then it goes into the, uh, the Crate. And then it goes into the Roach one at the end with E.G. Marshall. Uh, so five. I think I always turn the Roach one off. Most people do. I think I do. Almost every person does. Yeah. And to be honest with you, I do every once in a while because it's my least favorite one. But I still... Love the dialogue that was written for him. I, I love some of the best lines in that movie were said by E.G. Marshall uh, when he's talking on the phone to yeah. like they're trying to establish that he's a real prick. Yeah, and there's a great line where he's he's yelling at this woman on the other line. The woman on the other line is. Uh, I guess her husband used to work for E.G. Marshall, and now he's dead. Uh-huh. And he's like, how'd you even get a hold of this number? My husband gave it to me. Yeah. He's like, oh, guess I can't fire him, can I? Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, so funny. Yeah. All right, so let's go back to the beginning. So the first one was the Father's Day one. Yeah, I'm trying to remember this one. This one was really good. It was the 
probably the first time I ever saw Ed Harris in, mm. in a movie. And he had, before this, he did Night Riders, which was also a George Romero movie. I think that might have been George Romero's second movie after Night of the Living Dead. He did Night Riders, which is about like a game of, that was really kind of ahead of its time. It was like, they were like role-playing, what are they, like LARPers? Is that what they call oh, them? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 it was like LARPing. Oh. And with Ed Harris as the main LARPer and everything. It was very really? interesting. And they had motorcycles, but they had like uh, jousting shit and stuff like interesting. that. Interesting. They called themselves the Night Riders. It was weird. Huh. Uh, it was all right. K-N-I-G-H-T. Yeah, K- K-N-I-G-H-T. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so the... The Father's Day one was them all, Ed Harris and like five other people were at a party mm-hmm. for Father's Day and they were waiting for the matriarch of the family. And as the matriarch of the family, which is this old woman played by, I think she's a semi-famous actress, but I'm not sure what she was in. And uh, she's coming to the house and as she's coming to the house, they're retelling a story that happened in her past. And apparently she's kind of an old widow and lives by herself because she used to take care of her father and her father was like mentally and physically abusive to her and they cut back to this great scene where he's screaming for his father's day cake and she's in the other room making the cake That's and right. she gets yeah. so pissed off that she comes in and she hits him in the head with like a uh, a marble ashtray and uh-huh. kills him yeah and then she ends up i don't know if she ends up going to jail or what happens or how they work it out but he ends up getting buried and every year on Father's Day, she comes back to the mansion for this party and visits, but ends up going to the grave site and just drinking a bottle of scotch. Yeah. So we see her. She's half in the bag when she shows up. She drives her car out there. The special effects on this movie, man, were next level good. I'm telling you, this was Tom Savini when Tom Savini was like really hitting it, man. I think Greg Nicotero was one of his assistants at this point who went on to do all the Walking Dead special effects that uh, we've seen and know and love. And uh, so she's sitting by the grave, and all of a sudden, the zombie comes out of the grave, all yeah. like uh, uh, Michael Jackson thriller style. Yeah. Like a really good-looking uh, zombie. That, it looks so great, and the uh, the voice and the uh, the score they did were incre- incredible. Because they throughout all of them, they did this weird comic book thing. When So when someone screamed, they put like a weird palette in the background where it completely is bright crimson red with mm. triangles or something. It, it's like this weird fake animated background. Almost comic book like. Yeah, yeah, in front of like real live action people. Yeah. And and they do it sometimes just randomly and they definitely always do it when they the, do the transitions. The beach one I remember. Yeah, yeah, exactly. At the end of them, yeah. Yeah, and the beach one it yeah. kind of freezes on Ted yeah. Danson's head. Yeah. Uh, so basically the zombie comes alive, kills... Uh, kills the the daughter and then mm-hmm. goes to the house and kills them each one by one yeah. until he busts through the door with the cake in his hand and, and uh, his daughter's head's in the middle of the cake with the candles on oh, top. Oh, wow, that's great. I finally great. got my cake. Yeah, that's, I see. I didn't remember all that the, one. The second one, and I can just breeze through this one because it's 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 funny. It's the comic relief one of the yeah, group. This is Stephen the Stephen King, King one yeah. who is absolutely brilliant in it playing oh, kind yeah. of like a main hillbilly cracker in the uh, like good old boy who who could barely speak and he was very kind of uh, M-O-O-N that spells uh, that guy from the stand very much like his character that uh-huh. he wrote and that is a character that he played himself and he sees a very opening shot meteor comes flying right over his house lands in the ground and then he goes over and like a dumbass touches the meteor and immediately blisters his fingers up he th- at first he thinks he's gonna make a lot of money, and then he sees that the meteor kind of kind of shriveled up and everything. Yeah. But what happens is because he touched the meteor, 
grass keeps growing on his starts on his fingertips then every place he touches so it's on his beer bottle it's on his remote control yeah. and it gets so bad that it's like all over the house at some point he, it itches so bad that he wants to get in the tub but he knows if he gets in the tub he's going to grow more and yeah it was kind of a fun kind of throwback to like a uh twilight zone episode uh, yeah I was black say. mirror maybe or something uh, yeah. like that yeah and, and it was fun it was cool the the next one is one of the more enjoyable ones. I really love the next. I love them all, but the, the one with Ted Danson and Leslie Nielsen. I can hold my breath uh, for a very long time. You don't get to see Leslie Nielsen play a prick very often. Yeah, and especially at least not in a once he played way. Frank Drebin, it was over. Yeah. there was no chance of him playing a serious character or Ever. somebody that even remotely looked evil. And he was evil as shit in this movie. Yeah, if you remember, I mean, what he's doing first of all, and I love watching it from a. Uh, from the eyes of someone who's seen technology advance. Yeah. Because he's, he's got like a television screen on the beach. For on Ted, the Ted. beach. So yeah. basically what's going on is Ted Danson is having an affair with Leslie Nielsen's uh, wife. Yeah. And he comes to his house and he pulls a gun on Ted Danson. He says, you're coming with me to the beach. You have no choice. I'll kill you right here. So he goes to the beach and he has a hole in the ground. The moral of the story, never get in the bowl. Yeah, just say fucking I, kill me yeah, right here. It was like a handgun. I, I mean, yeah. chances are he's not going to do a fatal shot on you. I yeah. would go for that old man. And you and he wish, and once you're in the hole, your chance is gone. Yeah. You got to take that chance. It's yeah. like getting into the kidnapper's car. No, yeah. probably yeah. not a good idea, dude. No. No, you can shoot me on the sidewalk. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly my mindset. I'm not going with you. Yeah. And uh, that's what Ted Danson should have done. Yes. Yeah. Once he got in the uh, the hole, and uh, me and my uh, wife were watching this, and we kept talking about the logistics, like making it. You know, was, yeah. did they build a box and then put Ted Danson in the box so he could at least move the bottom half of his body? Right. Yeah. I was like, I don't know, pretty indie back then. You know. Yeah. I would have just delved that fucking hole and dumped him in there. It's like <laughs> we're gonna get these shots quick. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I would have used like. But when wood. you watch it, and the the tide starts coming in, yeah, I mean, it's he, he's in there. Man. Yeah. I mean, and he's taking some shots from the water. Yeah. So basically, he gets in the hole. Leslie uh, Nielsen makes him uh, cover it up to his neck, and then uh, he puts a TV in front of him, and he says his wife is further. And that's really kind of what triggers how crazily Leslie really is. He's like, I'm willing to. I, it's one thing that you had sex with my wife, but yeah. now I'm going to kill both of you. Both of you. Yeah, and that's. And I'm going to make you watch each other. Yeah, die. and I want you to watch her first. Yeah. Uh, there was a coin toss of who was going to watch who, and I think. And, yeah. So yeah, he, because he, at a different part of the shore, the tide came in a little before, early. Yeah. So it's 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 really creepy that he gets to sit there and watch the woman that he loves drown right yeah. in front of him. Oh God. And then uh, then Ted Danson knows it's going to happen to him, and he can't. He's moving. He can't get it out. Yeah. Uh, can't get out of the thing. And Leslie Nielsen just leaves, goes yep. back to his place. And while Ted Danson is drowning, he's, if you go back and rewatch it, Leslie Nielsen is dancing. He is oh, yeah. like literally dancing with, yeah. a, with a, a glass of scotch in his hand and just laughing and laughing maniacally. Because well, he he's watching the whole thing from his house, Yeah, right? yeah. He's yeah, watching yeah, yeah. on like closed circuit TV. He's got a private beach. He's like, yell all you want. I don't give a shit. He's just, I own this entire beach. Yeah. And then at one point, Ted Danson, right before the tide gets really bad, he he looks up at the camera. He's like, "I'm gonna get you for this." Yep. I says, "I uh, he says, I don't know how, but I'm gonna get you for this." Yep. And then uh, Lysen Neal says, "Don't hold your breath, Harry. Don't yeah. hold your breath." And then boom, that's how the scene ends. And at night, that's when it happens. Yeah. Man. So fucking the cool. fog. Gosh, I had real bad nightmares of this when I was a kid. From yeah. all the stuff in the movie, you would think the crate would give me the most nightmares, and it did. Them walking up the beach yeah, in their the like zombified look, state they, with the like the uh, what is it the 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 uh, bloated kind of makeup on them. Yeah, but also I'm just trying to think of the name of that uh, kelp. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, have, yeah, yeah. The kelp, kelp and all the seaweed yeah, are attached you know, to them. And so basically, what's happened is 
the the two people that just died on the beach come back as zombies to to enact revenge on Leslie Nielsen. Yeah, and it's how crazy they look. The making of it. There's a really great Scream Factory release of the Blu-ray for this, mm-hmm. and it it comes with a huge book, and it comes with a whole bunch of uh, remastered stuff and documentary. One of the best parts of the documentary is is seeing Ted Danson walking around the set with the makeup on. Yeah, apparently his daughter. They were they tried to keep his daughter away from him. Oh wow! Because they were afraid he was going to get scared. And at one point, she got through and immediately looked over him and said, "Hey, Daddy." Oh. Oh wow, that's awesome! <laughs> so it was hilarious. Yeah. That, uh, they have that, have that I remember. Isn't there one part where like, like their lips were huge? Yeah, and, but, was, and they were they were like talking, and water was just yeah, yeah. coming out of their. And mouth. he did the voice. Like, they showed in the making of it. They were like they just amped up the kind of reverb on the voice. Yeah, we've come for you. We have the spot already pil- uh, uh, picked out. Picked out. Yeah. They, it ends with Leslie Nielsen in the hole, and I can hold my breath for a long time. Oh, he, so he goes. Yeah. He's like hysterical at that yeah. point because. You know, he basically he's tried to shoot them, yep. and you know, it, it's also and the gunshots look good. I was going to say, and it's also entertaining to kind of see how they drive him insane. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like he doesn't believe that this is happening, and then like by the end of it, he's literally just kind of gone crazy yeah. because it's just like this can't even be happening. It can't even be real. Yeah. You know, like oh, so it's good. really good, man. Yeah. Now the, the crate was always almost everyone's favorite. It was mine. I love the creature. We, we kind of always said that it was a Tasmanian devil. And then you see a real Tasmanian devil yeah. uh, in real life. And you're like, oh, that's nothing what that was like. Um, it was, it's almost like a d- demonic monkey. Yeah. That was in a crate, like an ape. What, um, what was the, call me, call me what? Billy. Billy. Everybody Tell it to call knows. me Billy, man. Yeah. So yeah, this was a great one. It was uh, probably my favorite if I had to pick any of them favorite because it was so done really well. The initial shot right after that Leslie Nielsen was the guy flipping the coin, the janitor and it going into like this grate and they, he happened to, uh, shine his, uh, flashlight deep back there and he sees expedition like, uh, like, 1832. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Yeah, it was like 1832. You could tell it was like 200 and something years old. And uh, the janitor went and called the guy who's in charge of the university, which is where this kind of was found. And you see him at the party, and that's when we get to know him, and we get to know uh, Hal Holbrook and Hal Holbrook's wife, who is brilliantly played by... Uh, God, what's her name? Adrian, Adrian Barbeau, Barbeau, man. Yeah. I loved Adrian Barbeau in this. I loved her in everything. I, I wish she had changed that poodle hairstyle way earlier in her, her <laughs> career. Because I loved her in this. I loved her in Back to School. I loved her in uh, Escape from New York. She was mm-hmm. so good in Escape from New York. And then uh, later in her life, she did that show Carnival that I really liked her in. Oh, but cool. nothing compares to the bitch she played in oh, this. Oh, my God. And she intentionally played it so bitchy, like the hen-pecking wife. Can't you do anything right? Oh, my god! And, and just belittling him in front of the entire party what was great about it is he kept imagining him killing her in uh, creative ways well yeah isn't there one where he just like shot her in the head at at the party party. yeah (laughs) what would you do without me and uh, he reaches a gun and he shoots her and then all of a sudden the the screen blinks and you can see that he didn't really kill her but also doesn't everybody clap and cheer for him when he does it it? yeah at one point I think he chokes her uh, chokes her out and everything so it's it's really a fun kind of uh, uh, thing that we're seeing with him because What's going on is the professor gets called back to the university. He by goes janitor, back by the right? janitor. Yeah. And it's such an intense scene where they, they carry the crate up onto the table. They they do it real slow. They slow play this thing. Oh, yeah. Where they're pulling one uh, nail out. They're pulling the other one out. They're slamming it down. And then they're, they're raising it up with the... Uh, 
crowbar. Or the crowbar. And then he's looking in there and he says, I think I see something glowing in there. Are yeah. those emeralds? And he reaches in and oh. you can say, show the audience. You can see his eyes. Yeah. And at, at some point he's like, I think I heard felt something shift in there. And he's like, I doubt, seriously doubt there's something alive in there. Yeah. And once he sees the rubies, he reaches his arm in and something reaches out and bites him and the thing falls over on its side and then the top flips open. And yeah. briefly you see this crazy gorilla demon creature that has like the widest mouth with the biggest set of teeth you'd ever see. It's like a giant critter. Yeah, it's like a giant critter. I, yeah. I can go with that. Yeah. And it the blood in this whole sequence was crazy. Yeah. So it it reaches down on him and uh the other guy runs out and freaks the fuck out. He goes outside. He's like in hysterics. And he comes to this like uh I think he's like a uh uh, an intern or something is running in the uh, in the hallway, and he's like, "What's going on?" And he tries to tell him, and he's like, "Well, I'll go down there and I'll I'll see what you're talking about." Yeah. He's like, "Obviously, you're you're way too high strung to whatever's going on." And the kid goes down there, yeah. and the kid gets too close, yeah. and then it drags the kid in and yep. everything, and it it swipes at his face and the claw mark on his face, and then it drags him into the box, and you're like, "Holy shit!" Yeah. So he goes back, and his best friend's Hal Holbrook. This is where it gets awesome. Yeah. So his best friend's Hal Holbrook, and he goes to Hal, and he's like, this is what happened. And it's ingenious to me that the first thing Hal Holbrook thinks is, oh, my God, I need to bring my wife there so yeah. this thing could kill her. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I'll leave it at that. It, it's it's such a brilliant kind of thing that he does to get his wife to go back there. Tell it to call you Billy. Oh, God, tell oh, it to call you Billy, so man. So good. Oh, so good. I loved it, man. It was, it was so uh, fabulous. Yeah. And the last one, I can, I'll just talk briefly about it because it, it does, it's weird how it gives everyone the creeps. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, that's there's, why they call it creep show, man. I, there, there's so many fucking roaches, dude. Yeah. I don't mind roaches. The making of it is really good. Yeah. It's really good. And, and luckily they got E.G. Marshall, who a lot of people know him as, uh, he was in uh, Christmas Vacation. Those little lights aren't twinkling, Clark. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's probably his this, most famous thing. For some reason, this also kind of lines up with me from um, the Cat from Hell on Tales oh, from yeah, the Dark yeah, Side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where oh, the, because of the end it comes, when yeah, it comes you know, out of his chest. Out of his chest, yeah. through his mouth. Oh, it was like, gross, man. Yeah, the... the the like what the fuck level on that yeah. are both kind and, of and the same. crazy. Yeah, and you know, crazy. And, and that's because I, mean, I know that I've seen it, and I think I've seen it like three quarters of the way through because I know he gets into his little panic room, and you know, this yeah. is not supposed to be. Any, and he's like, got a he's a germ germaphobe. Yeah, he's an asshole like slumlord basically, who's also a germaphobe. And he's rich as fuck, and, he's, and he treats he's, people like and shit. He wears like gloves, and he's he's kind of like Howard Hughes, hung up in his. Pan- penthouse yeah. just kind of dealing with people on the phone and everything yeah and he's spraying things he obviously has somewhat of an infestation because it starts with him killing like a roach yeah and then it, it seems like this just minor problem and as the sequence goes this is also the documentary is amazing for this eg marshall had no problem with the roaches you know so that's really it takes that they ty- do they did a documentary actor. for the all oh yeah all of show? they go they go through all the really episodes. Yeah, it's oh, really that's fabulous awesome. one to watch yeah. it's really great and uh and they talk about the Wrangler. You know, they had oh, to, God, whoever yeah. got the roaches, they were just more roaches, more roaches, oh more gosh, roaches. Because yeah. at some point, we were seeing, oh, there's dozens of them. All right, this is not some big deal. Yeah. But then we see they had to make an entire fake E.G. Marshall, yeah. like his head, his body. One of my favorite Fangoria covers is E.G. Marshall with them all pouring out of his mouth. Yeah. It's, it's like a great sequence. Yeah, and that's what happens. At one point, he's just, he, they get inside of him somehow. Yeah. And then they just bore out of his chest, out of his eyes, out of his mouth. Yeah. It's so gross. And the, 
it looks real. I but, mean, it oh, looks no, like E.T. Marshall. No, it really does. It holds up so um, well. But also, don't they basically say that in the end, like, he, he died from, like, pesticide inhalation or something like that? I don't even remember. Cause, cause, I know I've seen, the, and it's on my top 100 list, man, yeah. I, I love it. But I, I will tell you, I have seen that one a lot less than everyone else yeah. because... I wonder if that was planned that they put it at the end of the episode. Oh, I'm sure. Because if you put that number two, people, people are going to walk up. Yeah. People know what uh, bothers people and, yeah. and bugs and stuff like that is a big thing. Yeah, I remember it now because like his assistant or something like that, somebody comes to check on him. I don't think we ever see anyone else though. I think it just, I think he just dies. Well, the apartment is completely clean. Yeah, I, I swear that's. How I'll have I ended. to rewatch it. Maybe that's how I end it. Maybe I did <laughs> turn it, it off like mind. a quarter of the way through, and I was like, "This is how I'll end it." Yeah. Like, <laughs> <you> know, like, <laughs> oh, it's so good, and it it really holds up. And I would recommend Creep Show too. Also, I love Creep Show too, dude. I just got to mention yeah. the Blob, and thanks for the ride, lady. Yep, thanks for like, ride, lady. The uh, the Indi- uh the Native American statue that comes to life. Oh yeah, is that the first one was one. good too. The raft is the, the raft, second man. One. I like I can picture it right now. Was dude. there another one? Was there only three in that one? Uh, was there a fourth one? I'm sure there probably was. Huh. Let me think. But yeah, it's definitely it started with the Native American one, and I think it went into the raft. I just can't remember if there's something between the raft. Wasn't there? No, that's Tales from the Crypt. One with a dummy. Now I have to look it up. Yeah, well, while you're doing that, I'll say, dude, in in Creep Show Two, the raft when they're asleep on the raft, and the girl starts to wake up, and <laughs> and that thing is attached to her face from underneath the dock, like, bro, that was one of the like most horrific scenes I'd ever seen in life at that point. Like, that scared the shit. It out is of me. crazy. Yeah. And that's what you get for cop and a feel. Yeah, that's, I know, that's right? That's, yeah, that's too. right. There was only three. That there was, was. Just, it was. Oh, really? It went from five to three. And I, I know there's a creep show three, but no one has seen it. Oh, I've never even heard of and it. And if you look at it, I think it's like a 2.8 on IMDb. So I don't think they uh, nailed it. But they could easily come out with a new creep show movie. Oh, yeah. Now, that would be great for like Jordan Peele, man. Oh, how great Ooh, would that be? That would be. Yeah. Because he, he's, he's dipping twi- his. Uh, he did Twilight Zone. He did Twilight Zone. Yeah. And he's dipping his foot hardcore into the horror kind of genre now. And I would love to see him do a new creep show just do all yeah. four different episodes just come up with four stories yeah. and you could even bring different directors in to do it like uh um like the way robert rodriguez and like quentin tarantino do things right, you know yeah. like that uh, uh planet terror and death proof and everything like that it would be it would be interesting yeah i want to see nope i definitely want to see Nope. is it out yet no 22nd 20 comes out in a few weeks i already mm-hmm. bought my ticket for thor God, God and Thunder. Oh, yeah. yeah. Next week at uh, 11 a.m. Hell, yeah. Do you know they have like a, uh, not that it matters to anyone unless you're listening from Gainesville. Uh, or no, it actually might be for every Regal uh, cinema. Do you know Tuesdays is like half price? No. It's like a half price Tuesday. Really? Any, any Tuesday, if you have a Regal club card. Yeah. Uh, if you're going through Fandango, you go to the bottom and it says, and you're looking at which ticket to pick, it says like Regal club card value day. Uh, price and it's like six dollars and fifty cents. Oh wow, that's awesome! So I yeah. might end up having if I'm gonna go any random day, anyways. It might as well be a Tuesday. <laughs> I wonder if they're packed on Tuesday because of that. Though. Might be, it might be. Yeah. But yeah, I'm gonna go day one on Thor because I just don't want to have to avoid all the uh, the bullshit yeah. of when it's coming out. But I think the next movie on my list, you know, a trailer just dropped today. Awesome trailer for, uh, and I'll have to send it to you later on for. Hocus Pocus too. Oh, really? Really good trailer. Oh, that's cool. I was cool. like, oh man, this I actually, forgot they were working. I was on like, that. this actually might work, and it might do really well because the trailer looked like really creepy, and it's dropping on streaming on the thirtieth, right mm. before thing, uh, Halloween. Yeah, and they look. 
I mean, because of the makeup, it yeah, exactly absolutely. the same. Yeah. And to be able to see, uh, what's her name play that character again? Bette Miller. Uh, her, I always see in that. Same with Kathy Najimy. It's it's more uh, the uh, Sex and the City girl. What's her name? Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker. Sarah Jessica Parker. To yeah. be able to see her play silly again. When's yeah. the last time you saw her play silly? Focus, oh, focus. Yeah. That was the last time, really. Yeah. Uh, let me look at my list here of movies and uh, coming out. Bullet Train comes out on the 15th. We're not That's, seeing much that about that neat. other than that like initial. I haven't seen anything other than that initial trailer. Mm-hmm. So Thor... Then the week after Thor is bullet. Summer is definitely on because we have Thor, then Bullet Train, and then Nope. Three weeks in a row. Oh wow! And then then it hits August and the um, Beast. What is Beast? I have it listed here. Hmm. I'll have to look that up. The new Salem's Lot comes out in September, and uh, see how they run looks really good. It's with Sam Rockwell. It kind of looks like Knives Out, like uh, but it, like in a kind of Wes Anderson type of way. Interesting. Where he's they're kind of bumbling. Uh, uh, yeah. detectives trying to figure out who did something. Yeah. And it looked actually pretty good. I saw, I think the trailer dropped for that today, too. Then in October, we have uh, Across the Spider-Verse, Triangle of Sadness, which looks fucked up but good. Uh, <laughs> Halloween Ends, Black Adam. Then November is Black Panther. The Menu, which looks interesting with uh, Margot Robbie. She'll check the trailer for, out for that, too. Hmm. Very interesting. Uh, Willow. Oh, my God. Willow oh, uh, is going to be But that's huge. on streaming, right? Is it going to be streaming? I think it hmm. is. I think it's like on Maybe. Paramount or something And then like December that. on the same day, Shazam and Avatar 2. Fuck yeah, dude. Now. Is that on Christmas Day? No, 16th of okay. December. That Avatar 2 is super important because it's really going to dictate if anyone is, has any interest in any of the other. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He better. He really should knock it out of the park with that if he knows what he's what's good for him. And far be it to me to knock uh, James Cameron. Everyone knocks James Cameron until a James Cameron movie comes out, and they were like, "Huh, oh, kind of love it." <laughs> you right. Know? It's every true. time, every time it happens. I mean, it's number your number three movie is directed by James Cameron. Yeah, that is true. true. He did a fucking great job on it. Um, yeah. Speaking of going to the movies, uh, my girl and I are going to go on Friday down to the drive-in at right. the Ocala. They have an Ocala drive-in that's yeah, still man. open, and they show two. Uh, everything's super fucking cheap. Um, My and, girl and me have to do that. Dude, I might no, be able to talk I, her into that. Dude, absolutely. Um, I'm trying to just show up, uh, pull up what they have. Can oh, you buy tickets in advance? I think you can. Um, but yeah, it's like it's like a double showing. Oh, that's how they used to be back yeah. in the day. So we you, went. One of my first movie memories was going into a theater to see The Black Hole and uh, My Bodyguard. They were both uh, in a double showing. I've only been to a couple. I've only been to like two or three. I've never been to a drive-in before. Um, But uh, we're going to watch Jurassic World, which, you know, I'm down for. Um, And Top Gun. Really? They're playing new movies like that? Yeah. That's kind of crazy. Um, I wonder, can you come in through half of it or just watch the second one? I'm not sure. Yeah. Obviously, you can leave that for the first one if you weren't interested. But how much are tickets for that type of thing? Dude, I think that's what I'm trying to look up now. I think tickets are like six bucks. What? Um, they charge per car like uh, they used to <laughs> hide people in the trunk and shit. I, I'm not sure. Yeah, um, I'm trying to see now. They must do it per car because it's that's just so weird to do by the person. But also, like they basically, there's a spot on here somewhere because I was looking at their website. There's a spot on here somewhere where it says like. Basically, we make our money off of concessions and yeah. stuff. Like, we don't charge for, like, the movies or whatever. Oh, like, so they're, they have no problem undercharging for the movie because they're going to expect your $10 popcorn. And that's what it is. You yeah. know what I mean? So they're just like, please That's don't. how regular movie theaters should do it. Absolutely. Because you know? um, not only do I have to pay $13, I got to go into the uh, theater and, I mean, if you're foolish enough to buy the candy there and stuff. Yeah. You know? Like... I would guess 80% of the people sneaking shit in. 
You think that though, but then you look around and everyone does buy that shit. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, but I'm I'm, I'm super excited. I'm bringing my good and plenties into my pocket. Right. Kind of shit. Yeah, I'm I'm super looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah, you have to let me know how that turns out because if it turns out good, I would definitely uh, go for that because half the problem with the movie theater is having to deal with people around you, and if you're in your own freaking car, yeah, you can do whatever the hell you want. You know, I mean, it's great. Yeah. So Cop really looking, feel, you know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> it's old school seventies. <laughs> We're going to do that. We go home and watch, listen to some vinyl. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, good picks today, man. Yeah. Digs town. I love digs town. Yeah, man. So it, fun. It's so great. I'm glad that it was, I, I appreciate that. That's so high in your list. It makes me happy because I've always been kind of a champion for that one yeah. too, you know, and creep show is always going to be, I, I've I don't know how many I haven't broken down my top hundred be- between like comedy action horror but it would be interesting to see where you're because it, it is kind of a good barometer of where your your favorites kind of lie yeah you know that's why I did I did it by director at one point I kind of cross referenced to see how many of my top hundreds were Spielberg movies or whatever right. I'd be interested to see. Like, I probably could peruse through your list and be like, oh, you're obviously a uh, Cameron fan or you're obviously this fan because I've, I've already spotted six of them or something yeah, like well, that. Yeah, well, I could tell you it's definitely John Landis. <laughs> John Landis heavy? Yeah, 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 yeah. for that's, sure. That's good. Yeah. Awesome. Well, cool. Well, if you want to leave us a like or a comment, you can check us out on Facebook. Or, well, you actually, if you're going to leave a like and a comment, you should do it on SoundCloud or iTunes, our two platforms. But if you want to also leave a comment, you could do it on Facebook under a Fascinated with Films, or you can uh, contact us directly with our email through email at fascinatedwithfilms at gmail.com. Yeah, that's what it is. That's what it is. <laughs> but we will be back next week uh, with some exciting stuff. We might even have a special 4th of July thing coming out, possibly. So stay tuned for that. Otherwise, me and Dave will be doing one uh, soon. I'm always interested in where his hot, top 100 list. I'm not convinced he's got a top 100 I've, list, man. I've, I've <laughs> been kind of thinking, bud. Uh, you know, I don't know if he does or not. I think his list, because oh, it's I, at home. It's since at home. we're not looking at each other's list, he very well could have a top 20 and be like, yeah, that's my yes, number 82nd yeah. one. Yeah. I might be calling uh, bullshit on yeah. this shit, but uh, I, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. But. That's funny. All right, till next week. See ya. Peace. Hey, get home!